Hello, lovely listener. It's Celia, host of Love Waits for You. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. You should be listening to this um, tomorrow if you are one of the listeners who listens the same day my podcast comes out. I am late recording. It is 7.50 Central Standard Time on Tuesday. Um, we are looking at June 27th, and if you're listening tomorrow, it'll be June 28th. So, um, well, there was a few topics that were, that came to my mind to talk to you about this week that I thought, well, maybe I'll do a podcast on this. Maybe it'll be this. Um, there's not, um, I told my husband one time, I was like, where do you think I get like the ideas from my podcast episode? Cause I referred to it as a theme. Like I said, I have like a theme of the week, like something that like, I keep on seeing like a recurring thing that like I'm learning and like focused on and it's like a new thing that I learn like each week but there's been a few things that's um come to my mind this week so I can tell you what they are and we'll just see where my heart goes so um it was uh resonance I was thinking well you know maybe I could do an episode on resonance because you hear that a lot it's like a buzzword um you know, like that resonates with me. Uh, so let me see if I can pull up a def- definition for you on resonance. So let's see here. So if you hear someone say, like that really resonates with me. Produce or be filled with a deep, full, reverberating sound. Um, let's see here. When you first heard it on my episode was the one where I had Elizabeth come on and she was talking about how you can have two instruments in a room and you can like strike like, you know, the C, like let's say two two pianos, the one instrument I know. So you strike middle C um, on one piano, like on the other, it's not that it actually plays, but it like there's movement. Like, I don't know if it's detect, like you can measure it, like, or you could see it, but, um, like middle C on that same piano will play because they're like the same frequency They're It's like the same exact thing. And somehow it like resonates. So when you hear people say that resonates with me and the definition, it's not going to give it. So I'm going to, okay. So here's one. Um, what does it mean to resonate with something? To remind someone of something to be similar to what someone thinks or believes. Yeah. Uh, this These issues resonated the, with the voters. So, like, that's a good way. That's a good sentence for it. Um, so, I got to thinking because I made a post earlier this, uh, last week about, you know, being authentic. And what I... Sometimes I'll get along with my posts. Uh, so, what I, a lot of the things I deleted for it was saying, you know, like if you're not you, uniquely you, then the people like your tribe, they're not going to be able to find you or significant other. If you're single, like you, like that other, if you're, you know, D, if you're D sharp, like that other D sharp, like they're not going to be able to find, like, they're not going to, you're not going to resonate with them because you're, you know, you're, playing a different, like you're not being yourself. And so you will attract if you're, you know, let's say you're, um, let's say you're E note. Well, then that's who you're going to attract, but you're not really that you are, you know, D sharp or whatever I said. So like, 
I don't know. Um, the I guess the message I wanted to send there is that you want to be true to yourself. And the message I'm still learning, because it's just like it's weird to be yourself whenever you're weird <laughs> or or not like in line with the norm. Um, even though as much as like, you know, like it's cool to be unique, like it doesn't always feel like it makes you feel vulnerable to be yourself whenever you're different. But, you know, I'm looking at it, especially going into meeting, you know, 45 other women, um, at the international pageant, I'm looking at it like, well, I want to be myself 100% because I could potentially, you know, like I have at the other pageants, you know, make lifelong friends from it. I've honestly, I, my world like opened up whenever I did pageants and especially the last one when I was at a better place, you know, I've only done like the few that I've done, but last one I was really healthy compared to the other two. And, you know, I'm like really great friends with a girl that won. And I don't think that I would have been able to do that, um, in 2021, whenever I competed. Um, I, you know, I probably could have, if like I was, if like I was somebody she wanted to be friends with, I probably could have, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know if I, if my ego would have gotten in the way or not, but obviously now I've, um, my ego's <laughs> died a little bit and that was good for me. But, um, and the thing is, like, when you're true to yourself, it's like you also, like, you can't not have boundaries and be true to yourself. So, it's like, and when you're setting boundaries and standards for what you will and won't tolerate, and you're clear on what you want and what you need and what you're willing to give, like, that clarity and authenticity, it acts like a magnet. It attracts people, situations opportunities and they're all aligned with your values and goals because you're literally attracting what you truly are and then also it on the other side it will repel anything that is not in alignment with your authentic self so it's like to be authentic and to be true to you not everyone is going to like you like it's just if you can be someone that everyone likes at all times now it's different if like at this pageant like I feel like if when we're all I'd like to think that we're all in a really great place you know to even be there because these are this is like a very mature I the feeling I'm getting from it it's it's a very uplifting group of women and you know you have to be really mature and have a lot of depth to be able to you know 50% of your score be on platform and like you'd have to have a platform to participate in this pageant, to enter this pageant, unless you just don't know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up to it. Um, there has to be a depth about you. So I really get a good feeling that it's genuine, a lot of genuine, or all of them, hopefully, you know, very genuine women. But like, let's say that it wasn't, let's say it was, um, you know, there was cattiness or whatever, like, you know, you're not going to make friends with everybody. Like some people just, they're not going to like you. And that's something that, you know, um, maybe I could have a hard time with. 
if, especially being in the state I am now, because before when I wasn't healed, I didn't necessarily feel rejected or like be bothered almost if somebody didn't like me because I didn't, I had such a wall up. It's like reject them before they could reject me. But now that I actually don't have that, then I could see me, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I felt that at the pageant I did in April, you know, obviously they did not like me, whether it was political, whether it was like, Hey, we don't want anything to do with that other director that like, whenever she quit, she like threw the organization under the bus and said all these bad things. And I was one of her Queens. And even though like, no, like I'd never like bad mouthed her. So like people didn't know that, Hey, the only reason I'm even back in this is because she's not, you know, here, but regardless of what it was, there was that feeling of, I spoke my truth. I was there and I repelled it. It like, it wasn't for me. And, um, you know, I was rejected, but you can look at rejection. You don't want to feel, hear this. Well, it's not that you don't hear it. You want to hear it. You can't like believe it at the time. Like when you're being told, you know, you're just simply being redirected. You're not rejected. Um, if you have ever struggled with low self-worth, you're going to think, you know, um, it's going to be exacerbated for me. I'd done so much work and I was really at a good place, but even still, you know, it kind of made me feel like nauseous, just that feeling. And then, but I knew like deep down, I knew that I was being saved from something or something about it. It's just like, I didn't let it hit me the way it would have a long time ago. As far as like, it's not, you know, rejection on me or uh, proof that I'm not worthy you know, it just wasn't the right time. So resonance basically it's something it's not something that I can admit. It's something that by being true to myself Hold on one second. <laughs> I'm hearing my, I'm in the, I'm in my podcast room, which is in the closet. And my husband, he always listens to my podcast, but I don't feel comfortable him hearing me record it because I'm literally talking into the ether. I know who some of my listeners are. I know you're there, um, but it's like, I get it. It's weird. <laughs> But, yeah, trying to think if I have any more deep thoughts on resonance. That's what I'm seeking. I'm seeking only things that resonate with me. Whenever everything's in harmony, when the vibration or energy that's created from whatever activity I'm involved in, whatever whatever human I'm hanging out with, Whenever it just feels effortless and natural, and I just feel like I'm in the flow. I talked about that last week, and I, maybe this is how it's all tying in together, about how I'm trying to get back to, like, 
they call it like children. They're just like in the, like in flow people that, um, you know, whenever I'll start practicing the piano and I'm playing the piano, like a lot of artists, when they're painting, they're in flow. Whenever I'm writing, I'm in flow. But like, if I'm sitting down on the couch watching Vanderpump Rules on a Saturday while my husband's mowing the grass and I've got the boys, like, I'm not in flow. Like, I'm, I can't stop snacking. It's just, what am I running from? What, what is, I don't, I don't know. What new awakening do I need to like, just be okay to be like, sitting there? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But, um, it's like, I always like want to be listening to a book or listening to a podcast or, you know, I do like, um, even Vanderpump Rules that was boring me now. I'm into season like five and, um, I was like really into it at first because I started at season two. I didn't have to pay for it and just trying to like see the backstory behind all this drama that everybody's talking about. But even now I'm like getting bored. I can't even like focus on that, um, whenever it's on, but yeah, like, like my circle is so, so small, but I feel like it's expanding because like they're finding me, like my people are finding me. The more I'm myself, the more like those flow like relationships are happening. Um, so basically when you're true to yourself, it creates that energy, that resonance where like the people and the situations, like all those opportunities, everything that's meant for you, it just, there's just a natural alignment and it just like flows to you. And that's kind of where I want to stay. And I think if I were to go back and like look at the big picture, like, you know, when I quit drinking alcohol a year ago, and I haven't done a podcast on that, you know, for the sober curious, but one thing about alcohol, even though, no, it doesn't like, if you're not an alcoholic, it doesn't necessarily devastate you or anything like that. But even people that are just social drinkers or just, you know, binge drink here and there, like it, it takes you out of the flow because in essence, you're like numbing and whether you're consciously or unconsciously escaping, whether it's reality or you're just bored or whatever it is, it's like you, you're not on the path. You're not, it's not like, and it's not, it's bringing you away from who you truly really are. Because I can tell you, like, who I was whenever I would drink, I thought I liked her better, which is why I was like, of course, I, in social situations, like, I want to drink. Because I was so far from who I was, because I needed time to, like, be away from alcohol, be away from, you know, yeah, I, I didn't do drugs, hard drugs since I was 20 years old, but, like, alcohol still had a way of keeping me from healing, because it was still a way to escape and not, like, face the feelings, um, which got really real, uh, for a period of time. And then they, I mean, they still, it still comes and go. There's still things, you know, and I'm listening to podcasts by people that are on, like that are, you know, super successful, have done this kind of work where, um, they're using their story to help other people and they've been doing it a lot longer. And what I'm learning from them is that it's okay. And it's, you can still be attractive 
and I don't mean attractive, like pretty ugly. I mean, attractive, like energy, energetically attractive to people and just admit like, Hey, I'm going to be on this healing journey forever. Like it is what it is. Like, it's beautiful. Like, like to even be here is better than even if I just had some adult trauma or whatever, you know, that didn't face it. Like I've really like, I'm really doing the work and there are lots of other people doing the work and it's weird if you've never like looked into it. Um, I felt like I was kind of like alone, like doing something new when I started my podcast, but I didn't even listen to podcasts till I started a podcast, but there is like a wealth of information out there. There is like tons of people who have been called to be healers and essentially when you help someone heal, you are a healer. But then like the thing is you heal yourself too. So it's like, there, I don't know a single healer that didn't need healing. That wasn't actually someone that needed to be healed first. Like it's kind of like, that's the superpower. That's another one of the superpowers. Like if you've experienced trauma or you've experienced like these intense things, like you get through it and then you get to touch people that nobody else can touch. Like nobody else can reach, but yet you get to be that special light to do that. And then one day, if they get out of it because you helped heal them with your love, then they get to do that. And that's the whole ripple effect that, um, you know, it's going to be part of my little platform pitch. So maybe I did a whole episode on resonance. Maybe it's, maybe we're good. Um, yeah, maybe I'll save the other two things I was thinking of for next time, especially since this is so late. Um, me doing it this is the last minute this week. Uh, I would say uh, I apologize to you, but to you it's the same <laughs> difference. Really, I'm apologizing to Sam who helps me kind of summarize it because I know that there's like nuggets here and I know that like I'm talking to someone because... Some of you may never even have heard. You don't retain that episode where I talked about or where Elizabeth was introducing resonance to me. So maybe even just hearing this, you can go and like Google and learn more stuff about it. And maybe there'll be more stuff that speaks to you besides what I talked about. But I hope you got from this episode that like you just need to be yourself, whatever state you're in. And I've proven that to you that it's all acceptable. Like you can literally be like doing the weirdest thing ever, like creating a podcast, like everybody's going to call you crazy, but you're not going to stay there. Like once you, as soon as you commit to like being yourself, you're going to see yourself like grow and you're going to get more confident and you're going to heal, but you have to start like where you truly, truly are. And it doesn't mean doing a podcast, but it does mean having someone else to know you like the real you and I've given you guys my email like I said I won't reply back but if you feel like you know that I'll read them if it if you're ever like how I was and I just needed to pour out all of my feelings to somebody that you know the thing is I probably would have needed somebody to say something back so not if you're like me but if you're somebody like me but not like me that won't need a response because that wouldn't be healthy um, for me to reply back, you know, at this time when I don't even like, I'm not 
a licensed coach or anything like that. Technically, I'm a medical intelligence, medical intuitive, um, but, you know, my husband would laugh at me for that, but technically I am, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Hope to bring you something, uh, more, uh, meaty next week. I'll do more research before the call and, uh, but hopefully you got something from this episode and you'll get to Googling, you know, what is resonance, how, um, and how it like will really bring opportunities like into your life. And it may take a minute, especially because as soon as you start being true to yourself, I mean, you guys know, like me, it took me a minute to actually get back to like me or whatever that was, because I never met her. I was always a kid whenever the last time I was like really myself. So it's, you know, I'd say it's been, you know, since I started the podcast till now that I'm like, oh, like that, this is me. This is me. This is what I feel. And like, I can stand firm in like the feelings that I have, like trusting that I'm not like that. They're really my feelings, believe it or not. You know, I had a hard time whenever coming through what I've gone through, like trusting anything that I felt. And it's kind of like smart that I didn't because I wasn't like fully me yet, but I was on my way, especially in different seasons, um, before I kind of got sidetracked, but now it's kind of like, no, I'll never, I'll never run away again. I have too much, you know, to lose. And I've also like made too much progress and I'm, so it's like the veil is lifted and like, I really see things. There's like like, no, like I would never, even if my mind was like, you know, I could probably drink and not drink too much. I could probably handle just a glass of wine. No, I could probably handle, you know, um, you know, other things that are socially acceptable. No, I'm, I'm just not. I think it's, it would be, it would be dishonoring to myself just because like I know, I know how my mind works and it's like a, it's predictable. It's like, it's just, it's predictable. And if one thing's okay, then it's like forever. Okay. It's not just like a one-time thing. And then it's back in my world again. And I just, I've kind of mastered my, I don't know if you want to call it disease or my illness or my my trauma, (laughs) I've mastered it and there's no way that I'll ever like go back. And the thing is, one other thing I'd like to say is it doesn't have to take somebody from 20 to 37 years old. I'm 38 now. I figured it out the day I was like not drinking alcohol ever again because it just, it only set me back. Even if it was just like, because I have major depressive disorder and just because it's a depressant, like, even for that reason alone, but it doesn't have to take 17 years. What I feel like it has to take is, like, at least one full year of not running away, of being yourself and not running away, not running away to alcohol, not running away to, like, relationships, like a codependent, abusive relationship, not running away, obviously, to drugs or anything like that. Just like a year. And I never had that. I never 
went a whole year straight where I wasn't running away from something. Even whenever I found myself making like all the money that I would ever want to make ever, married my dream guy, had my dream children, like all these things that was a dream that I didn't think I was worthy of, becoming um, a beauty queen or whatever, like these things that I didn't think I was worth. Whenever I had it, I still didn't feel like I was worth it because I never gave myself that time to not run away, to get to know who I was, to face all the uncomfortable feelings that I've gone through during this podcast because it was too much, it was too painful or I thought it would be, but this will be out there forever, this podcast where someone hopefully that's run into it that needs it you know I know some of you have gotten it and needed it at certain times and you don't have to need it forever you can grow with me we can grow apart but I feel like it's needed to share this because I feel like the people that are meant to find me they'll find me and they'll realize hey I'm not crazy this is just part of healing that we don't talk about the trauma that we don't talk about it's just part of it and it's not always pretty but like the end is, and that's why you go through it. But I was listening to this podcast the other day about, um, they said their introduction into spirituality was watching the secret video. And they were like, but they, if they had told you like the secret is kind of misleading because it's like, oh yeah, I think this and you'll have everything you want. But if they told you what it really looked like to get there, like like you're rolling in the, like you get your purging, like you're healing, like, oh, but then nobody would want to do it. So it's kind of like a gateway drug, like the whole secret manifestation thing. Because when you really get in and you really commit to, hey, I want like more out of life. And I, it's, then it's what you got to give up to get there. It's sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard. And, but it is like, the end is like the most beautiful thing ever because you feel free and you feel at peace and you're like yourself. So just hope this is encouraging to everybody. I'm like further along than I've ever been every week, every day that I'm not running away, which is, you know, it's been almost a year now. That I thought it had been over a year, but I have this app when I first um, had my last drink and decided it was my last drink. I downloaded this thing because I was like, I don't know if this is forever, but like one day turned into two days. And I'm like, well, now it's been a couple, like a week. So now I'm going to tell Dane because I did it for me, not for him. But I wanted to make sure I could do it before I told him because I knew he would like give me a hard time if I didn't do it. So as I was like two weeks in, I remember telling him, hey, like this is something I'm going to do for like. A really long time. I don't know forever. At that time, I didn't know if it was going to be forever. Now I know it'll be forever. And he was like, like just so supportive. And he was like, I'll never have another drink. And, you know, I didn't even have to ask him. And he's just like, I'll, I'll never have another drink either. So it's been 11 months and 12 days. Not quite um, a year, but almost a year. But I never even consider, the thing is, I never even consider myself an alcoholic. And I think... There was a time that I was even using sugar. I talked to you guys about 
that's a way form of escape, but it's kind of like a temporary numbing. It doesn't last for like hours. You don't feel hungover the next day. And sometimes it's actually like, if it makes you feel like, I don't know, I'm still not against like sugar, like even like a binge on sugar, like every now and then, as long as it's not like an every day or an every weekend. And I'm sorry, when I say binge, I don't mean like I'm going to eat a case of donuts, but it means that I might have like two scoops on a Jenny's ice cream, ice cream cone, and then come home and eat um, some gummy bears. Or it could mean like maybe it's a binge when you eat a whole bag of candy corn, but it's over the course of a day. And it's like the 2000 calorie bag, not like, I don't know what jumbo bag we're thinking. So it's like completely achievable to eat a 2000 calorie um, bag, like throughout the day, but it's still, I mean, I guess classifies as a binge. We'll see. One day at a time. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Hopefully hopefully you found something that resonated with you in this episode. Talk to you next week.